Hello, this is A.R. Bernard, and welcome to my podcast. My objective, it's simple, to create a platform where you can be educated, informed, and inspired as you navigate the intersection of faith and culture. If you have no faith, maybe you'll find it here. So, thanks for tuning in. Amen, 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 amen. We will rise up quickly, quickly from any adversity. Amen. That's what we do? Yes, that's what we do, you know, and this is the year of resilience, and uh, I'm excited about it, you know, because one of the definitions I found was, you know, the capacity to respond positively Mm -hmm. from a negative situation and respond quickly, as quick as possible. You hear him. Say that again. <laughs> Repeat that, please. I gotta try to remember. Resilience. <laughs> yes, uh, the ability to to respond uh, positively, mm-hmm. not just respond, but positively, and and that because resilience is, is it comes out of a mindset, right? Right. And I, I talked. Uh, we had a, a Tuesday night gathering with the Tuesday night campus, and we talked a little bit about resilience. And I talk about my son, and I used to. I I, I still do. I, I annoy my son. And one of the things I, I realized, and it, it turned into a message, but he would watch the TV and I would stand in front of him. I'm a big guy, so I can you know, block a whole TV. <laughs> and as, as, instead of getting frustrated, you know, he changed how he looked at the TV. And next thing I know, he's climbing on top of me and he's on my shoulders. And what I saw is I said, wow, one of the things we have to do, a part of resilience is make sure that we put ourselves and the advantage point of seeing the final goal, wow, seeing the that's target. Good. That's good. And so resilience is to, to, to respond positive, positively from negative situation and the capacity to respond positively from a negative situation and quickly respond as soon so as possible. positive? Yes, and quick. A positive response? Yes. And a quick response? Yes. But you can only do that if something has been built inside of you. Yes. Yep. Resilience doesn't come from mm-hmm. out in the air. Nope. It, it, it's a result of things that mm-hmm. have developed over time, experiences, and how you've handled those experiences. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And, and that's why I think at the core of resilience is depends on what you have your hope anchored in. Right. Right. That's good. That's good. But you, you're preaching, man. No. Are, you, <laughs> are we going to switch chairs today? No. no that's no. good stuff. No. You heard that? Resilience depends upon what you have your hopes anchored in. Mm-hmm. What is the anchor of your soul? And that yes. soul, that's very, very important. Mm-hmm. The soul, because that's what it is. It's about yes. the growth and development of the soul. Uh, when God created man, in his image and likeness, he breathed into him the breath of life. Yes. He animated this matter, this physical body, right? And it became, or he, man, became a living soul. The soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. In an elementary way that we can understand it. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot more depth if you bring the philosophers into it. Yes. <laughs> but for us, the soul is your mind, mm-hmm. your will, right? And your emotions. And we respond to life as an integrated system, yep. not separately. We don't respond with our mind, without our emotions, without our will. No, mm-hmm. it's an integrated system. And that's why prayer is about elevating the mind, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Elevating the will. And we're going to talk Continue. I heard that they've been. Yes, they still, right? We, we still you. want the eight, I think, I believe it was eight keys for effective <laughs> prayer. Uh, you teased them and, and gave, uh, I think, the first two or three. So I keep, you at, people keep asking questions about. Yeah, those, so we're going to drop keys. another one on them today? Yes. Yep. Yeah, and I like this one. I like this one. I'm excited. And I just, uh, just want to give a shout out to the team. Once again, our um, social justice team. Uh, Keith, Dario, um, Annette, uh, as well as the security, the volunteers, Bernice. Uh, we've, we've had so far, which has been amazing, uh, Thursday. So, we, okay, let me bring the people into my, my, yeah, my yeah, thing. Yeah, into your mind. <laughs> we've been doing, uh, this is our second round of vaccines that mm-hmm. we've been doing in our community. And despite, you know, some of the tension that was created when we first presented this on our, you know, chat uh, our people have been responding, mm-hmm. so um, and they've been going to get their uh, vaccinations, and they're excited. Uh, we Thursday we had 516 people vaccinated at the church. 
On Friday, we had 798 people vaccinated. And then this, just yesterday, this past Saturday, 1,457 individuals Whoa. vaccinated. So yes. we're, we're moving towards two, 3,000 people. Yep. Well, that's not included in numbers from Somos. So this is Northwell that we teamed up this with. This is just Northwell. And this is, uh, yeah, Somos. And it's, uh, this week, Somos is coming back to do the second round of vaccinations. Wow, so wow. Things are, 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 are progressing. And what, 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 I, what I love about it, the, the Golden Saints are thanking us that we have provided access, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. People, you know, they get mad and get frustrated, but a part of the goal of the church is to, to be the, the vehicle or the gateway for access, right. whether right. it's spiritual education, regular education, uh, health, and things like that. That's one of the things that we do as our social responsibility within the community. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's community. Yes. The church is always, especially in the communities of color, yes. black and Latino mm -hmm. and Asian, um, the church has always been the institution that fostered community. Yep. Out of the church came education, political mm -hmm. activity, arts, entertainment, you know, nurturing of those yeah. things. Uh, the reason why you're able to type and read what pe other people are typing is because the push for people to be able to read the Bible. Exactly, exactly. So literacy. stemmed from that. Yeah, yes. all of that was critical. So. You know, especially I was on a, uh, I was in Clubhouse. <laughs> you, know, you don't know about that. I got I to gotta educate him on the latest. I was stuff. helping you set it up last Sunday. Don't do that. You were? Yes. Okay. Right. Don't do that. I forgot. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I, so I was in this, this thing called Clubhouse in this room, and it was a great conversation. We had a panel discussion, um, and we talked about, uh, I got a chance to talk about the black church and the history of the black church uh, in America. Yes. And that was so important because it was the, it was the only institution uh, in, during slavery and post-slavery that gave us, uh, as a people, control, yes. something that we had control over. Uh, it gave us affirmation, uh, celebrated, mm -hmm. education, you know, a, a, a center of community, uh, insight and information with regard to what's happening in society. So it really played an important role. And it's true in the white church as well that the church becomes community. So the church is more, as you'll hear me say again and again, than a religious institution. Yes. It is a social, cultural institution. Why? Because Jesus came to save the whole person, mm -hmm. all right? Spirit, soul, and body, all right? Mind, will, and emotions. Yes. And so the church has to be uh, a, a, you know, soup to nuts, holistic approach. And that's, what this, that's where discipleship comes into play. And that's the focus. Yep. Because he didn't just say make converts. He said preach the gospel, but make disciples mm -hmm. of nations, of those who respond to the message. And that's a long-term relationship with people, helping them grow. Because essentially, your value as a human being is not based upon what you consume, it's based upon what you contribute. Say that again, please. Your, you hear that, saints? <laughs> That's good. Your value as a human being is not based upon what you consume. And that's so true in this consumer society. Yes. We're consumers. It's all about consumption. What can I take in? What can mm -hmm. I get? No, it, it, your value as a human person uh, comes as a result of what you contribute. Now, I'd like to take credit for that, that phrase, but I was actually in a meeting um, with Dr. Bernice King, Dr. Mm -hmm. Martin Luther King Jr.'s daughter, and uh, some other individuals, Nona Jones and um, uh, Louis Upkin, uh, and a group of us, and we were talking about faith and prejudice and what we can do to respond to the inequities in society and the education of the entire society because uh, people of color need to be educated about our history, uh, white folks need to be educated uh, about our history, not in the way that we have been typically, mm -hmm. but really reevaluating, reassessing, and reexamining history so that we can be educated. And I was sharing that, you know, that education process has to look at the student body. Yes. Because we have people who are, we're gonna, we have to deal with ignorance, mm -hmm. denial, and indifference. Mm hmm. And on the ignorance side, there is what is called willful ignorance, as well as culturally induced ignorance. So we've got a lot of work to do in order to change what's happening in America. Again, what, what this, and it, talk about positive, right? Mm -hmm. What this season has done is expose and reveal. Mm -hmm. Those two are the biggest and strongest words. Expose 
and reveal. It exposed the state of affairs in American society with regard to relationships, uh, black-white relationships, mm -hmm. issues of inequities, you know, and it has revealed some things about the character of the nation that has to be addressed. Yep. So this is a great season. Those of you who are, you know, bugging out because all, everything's gonna collapse, no, 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 no. <laughs> Number one, we believe God is in control. And if God is in control and you believe that, then that's where your hope should be anchored, like you said yep. before. Mm -hmm. That's where our hope should be anchored, mm -hmm. in God's providence. Yes. And talk about uh, a lot of stuff that we have to do. Men, listen up, men. We have an announcement for you. We are doing a men's conference. CCC, ICB has teamed up with an organization called Kingsmen. And so mark this in your calendars, March 19th and March 21st. You can go to icbmen.org. And then and, and something significant, it says, because President Biden's executive orders force a conversation about gender, gender roles, and gender identity. Mm. And so we're gonna, we have individuals like Dr. Renard, Dr. Nario, Chris Boussard, uh, Coach Ton, uh, Tony Dungy, Bishop Brana, and so many more. So please go check it out, icbmen.org. Yeah, that's gonna be very exciting and you need to be there. Yes. And what's nice is, you don't have to get on a plane and nope. travel and hotel arrangements and cars <laughs> and all that. No. Through technology, yes. you can be there and benefit in an incredible way. So um, women, nudge your husbands and tell them you need to be there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Tell them they need to be there. And look, you know, it's important that men step up. We want men, we want men to level up. Mm -hmm. That's what we want. Uh, that's, that's an important responsibility that the church has as well yep. because it's about family yep and, and 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 the significance is what does leveling up look like now in this generation compared to 20 30 years ago yeah. right because uh it, it's 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 a good conversation and you know so <laughs> we, we've been talking about prayer and you know even, even with men wait, wait wait let me i've got to read this testimony okay because you talked about our golden saints and we've got and and this this came in from from one of our golden saints rhoda thomas and she wrote this to Dr. Honorio. Dear Dr. Honorio, I took the vaccine yesterday. She was at the mm -hmm. uh, Brooklyn campus where we were giving the vaccine out. Uh, Friday, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, I took the vaccine yesterday and I have to share how proud I was to tell people this is our church. Yes, from the time you entered to the time you exited, it was the perfect demonstration of coordination, respect, and caring for those being vaccinated by our people, of course, yes. but also with the Northwell uh, healthcare staff. Our lobbies was transformed into an upscale mass unit. <laughs> Organization to a T. Their staff introduced uh, themselves to you, which is what healthcare workers are supposed to do. But these workers made eye contact with and addressed you by name, making a personal connection with you. Lovely. I was so excited. I told a couple of them, this is our church. Well, she's proud of that. <laughs> the last time I was here was February of 2020. Wow. 2020, uh, at which time one of the ladies looked at me and smiled. Dr. Norio, I've always known our church strives to do things well, but this is a major undertaking. In the midst of a pandemic, with news reports of obstacles, etc., to experience peace when you walk in, when you got the, the, the injection, she called it the stick, <laughs> the injection, <laughs> and when you exited was truly a blessing. The goal to provide the vaccine to those who wanted it with care and consideration was evidenced by the cooperation and understanding of both teams working together. This could only have come from the top and through prayer. I pray everyone, workers and recipients who enter will continue to have the same experience that I had and an even better experience. To me, this is an example in real time of Pastor Bernard and our leadership's commitment and admonishment to us, the people should feel warm, welcome, and wanted when they come to this church. I'm scheduled for the next stick <laughs> in two weeks and looking forward to it. I'm so proud of being a member of our church, Christian Cultural Center. That's great. Yes. We want yes. people to take pride in their church and in the ministry. And whether you're local here in New York or in Long Island or local to our Orlando campus, Anywhere around the world, we want you to feel a part of this community that is nurturing your spiritual growth and development. We want you to, to, to learn, to grow, and to contribute. Because yes. that's what's going to make you whole as an individual. That's great. That's great. Uh, and I, I received a, a phone calls, 
uh, you know, individuals like Nephi, you know, she was tearing up, just ex excited the fact that she was able to get the vaccine in her church mm. and talk to people about her church. Yeah. So yeah. it became a ministerial tool for a lot of the members talking to the healthcare professionals. So yeah. they were enjoying it. It was very good. And then just to be in the building again, you know? Yeah. And, and we're, you know, we're looking at that. And, there, you know, uh, there's so many different opinions as to when we're going to be fully back in mm -hmm. to in-person services across the country. You know, some, some churches are doing it. Depends mm -hmm. on what part of the country you're in. Here in New York, you know, uh, it's a different story because we were the epicenter. Yes. We got hit hard and from the very beginning. You know, our numbers were high, and thank God that we are where we are today, but we still want to be careful. Yeah, and, and then the reports came out that Long Island is one of the highest right now. Yeah, wow, yeah. wow. Yeah, that's, so we want to be careful, especially on a day like today, which is Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. When uh, Patrick Mahone is going to uh, play against, uh, <laughs> he thought I was going to say something. Yes. Play yes. against Tom Brady. Yes. I'm not throwing any hints out there. All right, but it's the old guard uh, and the new, old and new, yes. young, old, right? and older both, young. And not just the quarterback, but the team as well, because, you know, you got some of the older individuals that are, uh, you know, Kelsey compared to Gronk. Uh, you know, you got Tyreek compared to, I forget the other, his running backs. So there's a bunch of young individuals on Chiefs, but, you know, we, we will see. We will see. See, age and wisdom. I just want a good game. Yeah, I, I, just, I think it's going to be a good game. Yep. I think, and I, and I love the interaction between Mahomes and Brady, mm -hmm. you know, on the commercials, yep. on the promotions. And Mahomes said that, you know, he looked to Brady as mm -hmm. his, his idol, the one that he yep. wanted to be like. Love and it's right. wonderful in sports where kids who grew up looking at other players mm -hmm. are now facing them yes. in tennis, yep. right? Uh, and now here in, in, in football. So Yeah, you had Kobe with maybe. Michael. So. That's right. Yeah, it was. That's right. It's, it's Allen Iverson with Jordan. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's tremendous. So uh, we'll see. Yes. It'll be Super Bowl Sunday today. But we're talking about prayer, <laughs> right? Sorry, sorry. I think about the wings I'm going to cook tonight. Uh, oh, uh oh. Yes, my uh -oh. chicken wings. Okay. Okay. I'll leave that. <laughs> we'll pray for those wings. Yes. All right? And the people who eat them. Yeah, but don't show up to the house. I'm going to get some wings now. <laughs> of course. That's, that's what I do. <laughs> right. Show up to the house. That's yes. what I do. I just show up. Yep. So, uh, prayer. We're going there, or do you have questions that... No, we, we, I, I have questions, but uh, to, to stay on track, looking at the, uh, uh, the, the, I love prayer, so we can talk about prayer all day, you know. So, uh, yes, that's, uh, I, I got a lot of reports of people saying, you know, thank you, because it's been developing their prayer life, uh, and they're enjoying the whole concept of reorienting their thinking mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. prayer, their, their way of expectation, uh, pertaining to what they request and um, that they're going to God, not just on a level of gimme, 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 but Lord, let's talk. Yeah, I, you know, that's let's what have God wants. He wants relationship. Mm -hmm. He yep. wants fellowship. He wants mm -hmm. interaction. He wants to share, even mm -hmm. in his providential work within human history, he wants to share with. You know, Jesus says uh, at one point to his disciples, he says, I call you friends. Yes. Yep. You know, he says, mm -hmm. he says, if you were just slave, slave and master relationship, the slave doesn't know what the master's doing. Mm -hmm. He said, but I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm, I'm sharing with you my, my, my passions, my ambitions, the future that I look for human society, for you mm -hmm. as my followers. He was, he was sharing. Yep. So that's, that's the relationship. And that's so good because I, I, I tell parents, you know, when I was doing youth ministry, you know, I said, you know, stop praying for what you want in that child's life and start praying for what God wants. And what, what, what the significance about that is that when you start praying for someone you love, God allows you to be, take, take, get a glimpse of the providence over their life, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the purpose of that individual, and it gives you a different understanding of your role in the life of that individual. Yeah, yeah. And, and when we use the word providence, all right, we're talking about God's guidance, yes. his provision mm -hmm. for human society and his control over human history. Yes. God works providentially. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and let me just say this, we have free will. Yes. And there are a lot of factors that influence mm -hmm. our free will and how we use it. Yep. We just don't 
make choices without the influences of our family, mm -hmm. experiences, situations, circumstances, you know, things Education. that we've heard. Yeah, yes. all of that influences. Mm -hmm. So it is with providence. God can use free will to achieve his ultimate plans and yeah. purposes. That's, but that talks about the sovereignty. That, ah, but, know, but going God. back to prayer, <laughs> leading to prayer. Yes. Because, you, because we, we talked about reverence. Yes. All right? Mm -hmm. That you have to have a godly fear and respect. All right? So that's important. Uh, we talked a little bit about approach. Mm -hmm. All right? We're going to get back to that. But the next one that I want to talk about uh, is obedience. Mm. And that is a very important subject because we don't think of obedience in relationship to prayer. We think that that's separate. Mm -hmm. No. But when you come to God, all right, and you're asking him to do certain things, level the playing field in a certain mm -hmm. situation, all right, or to provide wisdom or favor or, mm -hmm. or you know, whatever it is, all right, uh, what comes into play immediately is what he's already told you to do. Yep. And if mm -hmm. you have not done what he's already told you to do, what good is more information? Wait, you know, you what go back. good is him? Because you, know, you just you just went like <laughs> to a couple of individuals watching. Yeah, because you, you don't look at that, right? In relation to the yeah, prayer. Yeah, and the prayer as well as just allowing, you know, being a part of what God wants you know, to happen I, in the I, life of the individual. When I think about prayer in a situation, mm -hmm. all right, I do an assessment of myself. Okay, what areas have I not been obedient in yes. that are related to this circumstance situation? Yep, so, so what areas have you not been obedient in, saints? <laughs> Obedience, you know, I, I, let me, I'm going to say this, but I'm not going to unpack it. Okay. But I want to tie it in, all right? Mm -hmm. I, I said that the soul is the mind, will, and emotion. So mm -hmm. when God created man in his image and likeness, he breathed the breath of life into him and became a living soul. Yes. The soul is the mind, will, and emotion. So mm -hmm. the mind was activated. Yes. Right? The, the, the will was activated. The emotions were activated as an integrated system. So then death came, sin mm -hmm. came, which opened the door for death to come in. We became broken, mm -hmm. wounded. Yep. All right? We, we became disordered. Mm -hmm. All right? And it affected our mind, the yep. way we think. Mm -hmm. All right. It affected our will. It affected our emotions. So it affected the soul. That's why he comes to save our soul. The saving of the soul is a saving of the whole person. And that's why we, it, it's no longer integrated. Ah. So you have an integrated system, then sin enters in and it disrupts the integration. And one's trying to fight. Yeah, now they're, they're in your, conflict. Your conflict, yeah. you know, which one is going to supersede the, your, your, your actions and things like that. Yeah. And that conflict is very real because you yes. experience it yep. as battling with your conscience when your conscience is telling you one thing. Mm -hmm. So, so <laughs> I say that because the mind has to be educated in righteousness and, ju and justice. Yes. Yep. The mind down. has to be educated in righteousness, righteousness and justice. And justice. The, the will has to be surrendered to love. Educated, the mind and educated in righteousness and justice. The will, the will has, has to be surrendered to, be to love. Surrendered to and love. God is love. And so surrendering love. to God is surrendering to love. Yes. Too often we don't put those two together. So we think that we can surrender to God and not love. Mm, mm. And love is foundational to everything. That yep. is what he intended to hold human relationships yes. and human society together. Yep. So the, the will has to be surrendered to love. Mm -hmm. And the emotions have to be tempered, tamed, and talk. Uh, so, temper uh, but we're not unpacking that. No, yeah. I know because I, 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 I was talking to one of my friends uh, in ministry, and, he, and, I, and, I, and I told him, I said, if you love me, you shouldn't be able to be racist. That's right. That's it. So, but if the will is not surrendered to mm -hmm. love, yes, all right, then we're going to make excuses mm -hmm. not to do. Yep. things that God has commanded us to do. And I want to say something about command. There's a wonderful passage, if I could find it here, all right, uh, where, it, oh, in, in John 13, 34. John 13, 34. Um, I'm in the, wow, I'm in the ESV. Actually, I want to go to the New Living Translation. So let me see if I can get to the New Living, the NLT uh, today. But John 13, 34 is where we want to go and what we want to look at, mm -hmm. all right, because our, our, our jump-off text is, is Hebrews 4.16, all right, which we've talked about. But in John 14.34, all right, Jesus said, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. Did you hear what that is? Yes. What is a commandment? 
It is a precept. Mm -hmm. It is something that you have to Do. obey. It's yep. not something that you negotiate, mm -hmm. think about. No. A commandment is just that. It's like the stop sign. It says stop. We don't yes. stop. We roll through. We slow that's, down. That's the yield sign. <laughs> exactly. We treat the stop sign like it's a yield yes. sign. No. No. He said, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. Mm -hmm. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciple. Boy, have we messed that mm -hmm. up. We've seen that in American society. We've yep. seen it in the church. We've seen it amongst Christians. You know, we have not followed that commandment. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not easy. It's tough. And that's why I say, uh, you, you know, the, the will has to be surrendered to love because love is not centered in the emotions. It's centered in the will. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it can't be commanded to love. You, we did can't you hear be commanded that? to you, love. dropping... Some, some, some jewels. Yeah. <laughs> Love is, has to be centered in the will, yeah. not the it emotions. It is. It is centered in the will, right? Uh, so it's not a choice. Yes. It is centered in the will. So you don't fall out of love and fall in love. No, that's, that, that's the world's talk. No. You love because you choose to. And then you rearrange your thinking and your actions mm -hmm. to be consistent with that choice. So love is a choice. It's a choice. Yes, okay. It's a choice. So I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I'm. I, I'm, 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 I love him, but I'm not in love with him. What are you talking about? <laughs> what is that? That's a justification for you to exit the relationship. Yep. <laughs> so notice, so now, verse 34, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I emphasize the word commandment because somehow we think because this is the New Testament and this is grace, that all commandments have gone out the window, mm -hmm. that grace doesn't command. Yes, grace <laughs> does command. Yes. So it's not that commandments were tossed out because we're no longer under the law, we're <laughs> under grace. No. Here's a commandment. Yep. What is the commandment? A new commandment that Jesus is giving? Love each other. And remember, he was contrasting that to an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, which yes. was the Old, Old Testament mm -hmm. way of looking at it. But he's saying, no, love your enemies, mm -hmm. right? Love those who, who despitefully injure you and hurt you, from, especially for my name's sake. If they're yes. doing it because you're associated or related to me or identify with me. So what's the new commandment? It's a new commandment. Can you imagine that? A new <laughs> commandment to love. Love each other just as I have loved you. And he said that when the world witnesses the love of Christians for one another, mm -hmm. all right, that is going to draw their attention to say, all right, these people are different. Mm -hmm. yep. it's th this, is, this is distinctively not the world, not us. These people are different. But we haven't really done that the way we need to. So the New Testament and grace did not eliminate uh, commandments. God still commands us. Mm -hmm. and, and if there's a command, it brings in the word obedience. Yes, yes. That's important. Mm -hmm. He's not saying, well, if you prefer to do this, if you'd like to. <laughs> no, if it's a command, a mm -hmm. command demands obedience. Yep, command and you either obey obedience. Or disobey. Yep. And that's why I say the will has to be surrendered to love. And you choose to surrender your will or you choose to hold on to your will yep. and be in charge of yourself. And, and can I say this because it's been pressing my heart? Just so that you know, love is not void of boundaries. Mm. All right? Love is not void of boundaries. So there are necessary boundaries so you won't get hurt again, but you still can love with those boundaries. Love's, love and truth work together. Yes. And they set boundaries. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's another Sorry, I just, I just really said it in my heart because I, you know, I just felt that I needed to share that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> think, think about this. And, and, and we were talking about obedience, right? Think about this. Matthew 28, 19. All right. Therefore, this is the Great Commission. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey mm -hmm. all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Again, the word obedience, Acts 6-7. Let's go to Acts 6-7. I hope they're keeping up with this on the chat, right? <laughs> all right. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted to. What were they converted to? They were converted to obedience to the faith mm -hmm. because they said, absolutely not. Yep. We're not going to have this man rule over us, especially mm -hmm. according to the parable. All right? So, 
So it's about obedience, and that word comes up again and again and again. So let me give you some principles why. And even in John, which I, this is my favorite, he said, I call you my friend if you obey me. Ah, come on. So obedience. Friendship is yes. based on obedience. Yes, yep. You got that? <laughs> Friendship with God yes. is based on, on obedience. Yes. I'm going to drop a few, few more of those, <laughs> all right? But let's go to Romans 5.19. Romans 5.19. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. Talking mm-hmm. about the first Adam. Yep. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. Mm-hmm. So how did Jesus free us? How did he bring salvation? Through obedience. Through his obedience. Yes. That's the importance of obedience. Very, very important. How about Romans 16, 16? Greet each other in Christian love. Uh, I'm sorry, not that one. I don't want, I don't want 16, 16. <laughs> I want Hebrews 5, 8. My bad. Hebrews 5, 8. Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience. What did he learn? Obedience. Obedience from what? What did he learn obedience from? The things he suffered. suffered. Mm -hmm. Suffering is designed to produce obedience. Because when you're you're in crisis, you're making choices Mm -hmm. as to how you're going to go through that crisis, Mm -hmm. how you're going to deal with that crisis. And often... There are alternative ways, other than the way of righteousness, Mm -hmm. other than the way of justice, to resolve the situation. Mm. And you're in a situation where you have to choose. Yes. All right? What way are you going to respond to this this situation, this crisis? So you learn obedience to the truth, to justice, Mm -hmm. to righteousness, God's righteous way of doing and being, when you're in the midst of crisis and suffering. Mm. Because, look, even he was faced with it. He said, Father, if it be possible, yep. take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So he knew that cup was the will of the Father. The and he was me. trying to negotiate it. <laughs> we are in crisis right now. So this is speaking truth. Yes. He, you know, he was negotiating it. But it was through his obedience that he brought salvation to mm-hmm. us. And that's how he became the perfect high priest, the one who could stand uh, on our behalf. All right? So obedience, again, is surrendering our will to the will of God, mm-hmm. but essentially it's surrendering our will to love. Yes. All right? It's surrendering the will to love. So obedience is critical. Uh, in fact, let, let, me, let, me, let me drop some of these on you. Let's go to mm, John fourteen fifteen. We need a boom moment here. You ready for this? <laughs> yes. All right. And you, if you love me, yes. obey my commandments. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> if you love me, obey my commandments. How many times as parents, we tell our children, yes. all right, oh, the child will come and try to, you know, manipulate and smooth, <laughs> hug and, oh, yeah. Come and hug and say, oh, dad, you know, daddy this and daddy that when they were little and try to manipulate. I love you and trying to express passion. But what does a parent want? They want obedience. 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 And you're looking for what? An obedient child. And the obedient child is the one that becomes trusted, Mm -hmm. the one that experienced the benefits. Yep. (laughs) The one that experienced all the favor. Yeah, that's right. Why? Because of their obedience, they develop a different kind of relationship. So my children who will be, I have children who are disobedient, but you know, (laughs) if you obey me, if you, if you love me, rather, yep. you will obey me. So here's the principle, all right? Yes. Obedience, not passion, is the evidence of love. Mm. Because people yes. feel that they can be, show a passion for God. Mm-hmm. I've seen worship services where people are passionate. I've seen preachers preach with passion and, and communicate, and it, it's very animated, and, and you know, a lot of things going on there. And it stirs the passion in the people. But at the end of the day, your passion for God is not your evidence of your love, the evidence of your love for God. Mm. The evidence of your love for God is your obedience. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. Wow. Wow. Yes. Yes. Bam. So you, so you can't. Just feel that if you're a passionate follower of Jesus Christ and you, you get into the emotional realm of loving Jesus and, and all that stuff, but you don't do what he says to do. 
you don't obey. Mm-hmm. All right? Then that's not true love. Yes. yes. Again. That's good. All right? Obedience, not passion. Obedience is the evidence of your love for God. Let's, let's go to, oh, man, I love this one. Let's go to John 14, 21. John 14, 21. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you distinct, distinguish yourself in terms of your love for God based on your obedience. Now he continues, and because they love me, how? By their obedience, mm-hmm. my father will love them and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. So what does that say? Obedience is the basis for manifestation. Mm, you want God. Is the basis for manifestation. Obedience is the basis for manifestation. You want God to manifest himself, his power, his grace, his favor in your life, especially in situations. Yes. Financial situations. You want a manifestation of God. You need God to reveal them. You need God to show up. Yes. Right? In relationships, whether it's in marriage or, 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 or child parent or friendships, jobs, whatever it may be, the situation that you're facing, you want God's presence. You want God to show up. Yet the basis for that is your obedience. If you don't obey him, you put him in this awkward situation because you are in rebellion against something that is according to his will. And yet you're praying and asking him to move on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and it's key because if you haven't obeyed him, what makes him think that you're going to obey him? Exactly, and right? God's not going to act based on a promise of future obedience. <laughs> okay, one more time, Lord. If you get me out of this situation, <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> God's not going to act based upon your promise of future obedience. Mm-hmm. No, what's going on now? Yes. And this is important because let's say you're, you're having financial struggles, right? All right, financial struggles comes from violating certain principles that govern finance, There are laws and principles and precepts and patterns that God has put in effect in this material existence, in this world of ours, all right? And those laws govern everything that happens. Mm -hmm. So those laws will either work for you or against you. They're laws for relationship. They're laws for finance. So if you are violating the laws of financial management and you get yourself into financial crisis, It's your obedience that puts you there. Mm. And now you want a miracle. I just want my miracle. Lord, give me that miracle. Obedience. But what if it's a tragic situation that puts you into that financial situation? Yeah, well, there are things that are in your control and there are things that are out of your control. And God knows the difference when you Mm. pray to him. Yeah. When you come to him, he knows the difference. Yeah, because I'm looking at He knows what you did and what somebody did to you. Yeah, (laughs) okay. (laughs) So sometimes, you know, it's not your decision, your disobedience. Sometimes it's somebody else. Yeah, but think think about this, how God enters. And beautiful in in, um, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5. Oh, we're out of time? Yes. Oh, snap. Okay, come on. Let's go to Luke real quick. Go to Luke? Yes. Whoa. All right, so Luke, all right? Verse 1, 5, 1. One day... As Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God, right? He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Notice the boats were empty and they were washing their nets. Where was the fish? I mean, they caught nothing. Empty boats meant no fish, (laughs) all right? So it was over and they had nothing. So he takes note of it, right? Mm -hmm. Verse 3, stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, Simon Peter, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. Now notice what's happening. Jesus eyes the empty boat. Mm -hmm. What is he seeing? He's seeing an opportunity, all right, to respond to a need. Yes. Remember, he's Jehovah Jireh. Mm-hmm. Ah, boy. God, I provide. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. He's Jehovah Jireh. He is the God that sees and provides based upon what he sees. Yes. So he eyes the empty boats. He can put it together. Okay, they were fishing. But what does he do? He creates a scenario for obedience. Mm-hmm. He steps into the boat, asks, you know, can, can, I, can, I, can I use your boat? Stepping into, verse 3, stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the, into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught 
the crowds from there. Mm -hmm. All right? So he creates a scenario that he can now bless. Yes. Verse 4. Wait, say that again. He creates a scenario where he can bless. But that blessing will be based on obedience. Yes, yes. Very, very important. That's powerful. got goosebumps. Mm Mm-hmm. All right? He creates a scenario where he can bless you. Because remember, mm-hmm. this is legal action. Yes. The devil accuses, all right, to bring action against us. Mm-hmm. But now, what does God do? He sets up a scenario so we can obey and we can shut the devil's mouth. Yes. You, you, this, you just... <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <No>. Yes, yes. <laughs> Verse 4, when he had finished speaking... He said to Simon, now he turns to Simon, he sets us all up, right? Yes. Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Mm -hmm. Get it? Now this is going to mess with Simon because he's the fisherman. Jesus is the itinerant preacher. (laughs) He's not the fisherman. So he doesn't know about fish, Mm -hmm. right? Supposedly. And that's how we treat God sometimes. He doesn't know about our situation. (laughs) All right? So... And, and I love the King James language, launch out into the deep. That's, that's, I love that language. Verse 5, Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. In other words, he's presenting to God, all right, his effort. Yeah. And we do that. I've been doing this. You don't know. Because why? God is setting up an opportunity to obey. Mm-hmm. And obedience is an act of faith. Very important. Obedience is an act of faith. It takes faith to obey. That's why disobedience is based in unbelief. Mm. So, Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing, but if you say so, (laughs) I'll let the nets down again. And this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Talk about have not, we won't have room enough to receive it. The tithe is an invitation Mm -hmm. to obey through faith. Yes. Giving, offerings, that's all an invitation to obey in faith because it's about trust. Do you Mm -hmm. trust them? Trust me with this. And see what will happen. I'll open the windows of heaven. You won't have, pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive it. And here is it. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened. That's important. Because this can happen. You still don't get it. (laughs) When he realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. The man was struck with the power of God, the benevolence of God. He knew he came into contact with the divine. Yes. Something supernatural just took place. He forgot all about the fish. Mm-hmm. What was important was his, his relationship and interaction with this individual that he thought he knew. Mm. Because remember, this is not the first time that Jesus called him. Jesus called Peter earlier. <laughs> this was the time that G- Peter would be convinced. Yes. <laughs> all right? So when you come to God in prayer, you must be convinced of God's power mm-hmm. and God's goodness. Yes. Because he's going to respond out of his power, all right? And he's going to respond because he's good. Mm-hmm. He's not malevolent. He's not mischievous. We're out of time. <laughs> We've got more to talk yes. about yes. with this. And, and that's why I tell people, I say, if you're not, you don't, at the foundation of your prayer life, you have to believe and understand the nature of God. Absolutely. Right? Ah. Hallelujah. Because once you, once once your because if if your prayer is not answered, uh, based on a misconception, misunderstanding of your know, your belief in the nature of God, then you start doubting, right? Because doubt comes in not on the answer of the prayer, but on the nature of the one you're praying to. <sighs> come on, come you know, on. And You've got to be convinced, yes, persuaded, yes, that God is good, yes, benevolent, mm-hmm. and that God has the power, yes, to act on your behalf. Yep. So that attitude, your belief will govern your actions. Mm-hmm. The, the man with the one talent, mm-hmm. right? What did he do? He buried it. Yeah, I was, you were, and why did he bury? 
He, was he said because I knew. He said yep. to the master, I know that you're a hard man reaping yep. where you have and so on. His mm-hmm. attitude and his understanding of the nature of, mm-hmm. of the master govern yes. his beliefs and his actions. Wait, okay, that's not because we're going into approach now. We're going into approach now. Yes. Yep. And oh, man, that's. Obedience really is the yes. evidence of your love for God. Obedience is the basis for God's manifesting himself in your circumstance, in your situation. In what areas are you lacking in obedience? What did God tell you to do that you still haven't done, and yet you want him to step in to the situation? When you go to get, I'm sorry, I'm just full. You go to get a loan from the bank to get you out of a situation or to purchase something that's your dream or your vision. What do they do? They give you things to do. Yes. I want a credit report. <laughs> I fill out this application. I want mm-hmm. copies of your paycheck. I want this. I want, and what do you do? You do it in response so that you can reap the benefits. Yeah, but this also goes back towards you saying, what, you know, have you been obedient? Because then the question is, your, your, your obedience is expressed in your credit report. Oh, Ooh, watch out, watch out. Watch out. Watch out. We got to close it. Yes, yeah, so all right, all right, all right. Right there, we got to wrap it. Wow, that, that's some good, good preaching, good preaching. Please, you got to, there was a lot in this message. Please go back and listen to it. I'm going to go back and really listen to it because he said some things that, you know, we, we, we skipped over because of the length of time, but there's some serious nuggets, especially with Satan being the accuser. There's a whole lot going on. That's why I say you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. It has to be done in order for you to righteously receive what you're asking for. Come on. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's good. It's a good message. Yes. Oh, Father God. But um, we have altar call. Okay. And That's uh, right. Altar call first. Mm -hmm. For those out there who don't have an official relationship with Jesus because you haven't asked him to come into your heart. You have not... Uh, you know, express your surrender to him as Lord and Savior. Christ died. That's history. Christ died for you as salvation. When you embrace that, all right, accept that you're a sinner, all right, and that's going to be expressed. I don't want to go into what our ministers are going to teach you, all right, but we want to make that available to you because we want you to have a relationship with Jesus. That's where it begins, right? Mm -hmm. And then begin the process of growth and development. Or if you're one of those, sorry, uh, that have been disobedient ah. and you want to come back into the fold, please listen. You know, it, 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 this is, you can rededicate your life through the same prayer, the same process. Amen. So don't miss out. You know, if you've fallen away and, you know, fallen short, you know, please listen up to our minister. There's a song that Thurston wrote, come on, shout for glory. This is when we shout for glory, when we know that individuals are being radically changed to become better individuals with their relationship with Christ. So, Thurston O'Neill. Yes, Thurston O'Neill. Yes, one of our O'Neill members. That song, he wrote yeah. it, mm-hmm. and it's available, right? Yes, it's one of my favorite songs. Uh, I Shout try to sing glory. it, but he yeah. tells me to don't sing it. Uh, but uh, once again, to repeat the number, if you are one of the individuals that have uh, was uh, saved, came back into the fold, uh, text the number saved to 631-250-2688. Or call the number 718-306-1061. Once again, welcome. Amen. Did you hear him command me not to sing? Did you all hear that? No, I said they told me not to sing. Oh, I thought you told me yeah, not no, to you, sing it. You used to do everything. Shoutful. I was the choir. Yeah, you were the choir. And yeah, you had that afro that would bob. All right, all right. So, moving right along. <laughs> well, right. I just, just to say, so, uh, let, me, let me say this real quick, please. Uh, your ability... To come boldly is determined by the depth of your obedience. Mm. <laughs> Say it again. Your ability to come boldly is determined by the depth of your obedience. That's it. That's it. Jesus obeyed. Yes. And so he can come boldly. That's what marked him. Because yep. the whole life, his whole life mm-hmm. in ministry... The devil is trying to get him to disobey. Yeah. yeah. That was a, that's, and mm-hmm. that's what he does to us. Yep. But we're done for the day. I know, I know. We got to go. This was oh, great. This was good. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Thinking about the person. But God, you know, um, I know I'm a sinner, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, yes. Oh, can well, we look, pray? thank you. Yeah. And thank you again for being with us and supporting yes. the ministry here. 
We pray that it continues to be a blessing to you. Uh, it continues to grow. We have so many people now who are joining us from around the world. I've got a letter from uh, someone in Australia. Uh, I want to share that next opportunity we get. Uh, someone from uh, South Dakota uh, and someone from South Africa. Again. Mm -hmm. So all around the world, wherever you are, whether you're joining us live uh, today or in a rebroadcast, we're glad to have you as yes. part of our family. And if Thank this is the place that you're getting spiritual nourishment, uh, welcome. And yes. we're working on some, we're going to do everything we can to have you have a full experience online. So we're working on some virtual water so we could baptize you. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Come, let's pray. You going to pray us out? No, you pray. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pray after that. Come on. <laughs> oh, Father God, thank you so much for who you are. Always uh, coming to this throne humbly, recognizing that you are a mighty God. Even our finite mind can't understand how mighty you are. But Lord, we say thank you Hallelujah, for Lord Jesus. Bless you, Lord. how good you are. Thank you, Lord. How you have me on your mind. How you have us on your mind. Yes, Lord. Constantly looking out of your benevolence to do good. Looking for opportunities to do good for us. Looking for ways you desire out of your heart mm. of who you are to do good. So Lord, forgive us for our sins of disobedience. Mm -hmm. Forgive us for, for, for not moving when you have told us to move, for not stopping when you have told us to stop, for not opening a particular door that we have opened and you said not to open. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, for chasing the rabbit holes, forgive us. Yes, right now, Lord, we actually just take control of our mind. We surrender it to you for you to allow us, a, to, for us to allow you to help us with our thought process, mm, our yeah. thinking. Touch our hearts, Lord, so that even if unforgiveness is the act of disobedience, we pray and ask that you help us mm. to forgive, to yeah. release yeah. that unforgiveness. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, if stubbornness is the root of our disobedience, we ask that you forgive us mm. for that stubbornness. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we surrender ourselves to you so that we can consistently come to the throne of grace mm. boldly, but humbly, with humility. Petition to say, Lord, your will be done in our lives. So Lord, we ask that you have your way. Bless us throughout this week. Guide, guard, and govern our steps, our paths, our walkways. Lord, we pray even in a, uh, you know, with the snowstorm coming that you protect the vehicles that we're driving in from bumper to bumper, inside and out, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, bless us so much that, that individuals that are around us that might not know you are, are recipients of the overflowing of blessing in our lives. Yes, Lord. So, Lord, we say, have your way. Thank you. We surrender in Jesus' precious, precious name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Good prayer, man. Thank you. You're, you're, you're going to have to write a book on prayer. Prayer, that the power of your prayer comes out of your, your, your walk with God. <laughs> strong walk, strong prayer. Weak right. walk, weak, weak prayer. Thank you. That's what it is. We got to go. Yes. So, yes. as we leave this place, we're never God's presence. Jesus, Jesus is Lord, Lord, period. We, we believe it, we proclaim it, and we're seeing it come to pass. pass. God bless and enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in to the A.R. Bernard podcast. I hope you were enriched by the information and or the conversation. Make sure, subscribe by clicking the link in the bio to gain more information about me and the work that I'm doing. Again, thank you and God bless.